The following program is paid for by the partners and viewers of the Life of Faith broadcast. Hello, this is Dr. Fry, and I want to thank you for taking the time to view today's broadcast. It is an honor and privilege to be able to come into your homes each and every week through the means of television and minister to you the living word of God. Today, I'm going to continue the series of lessons entitled Kingdom Realities, Finding Out Who You Are in Christ. I'm already receiving letters and emails and Facebook posts about how this lesson has impacted people's lives. And I'm sure today's lesson will do the same. So stay tuned, enjoy the lesson, and I'll return afterwards to share some exciting information with you. So be blessed. Let's join Dr. Wayne Fry for the continuation of today's message. Because I mean, though, you shouldn't have to work for gifts. I mean, though, when you, it's payday on your job, your boss shouldn't wrap up your paycheck. And talk about, bless you, this is a gift for you. There ain't no gift. I work for this. Now, it's cool for them to put a bonus in a little nice rap car with a bow on top. Because, see, that's favor. But the paycheck is something that you work for. And so God says that you've been saved by this favor, not of yourselves, it's a gift. So a gift is to be received. And then the Bible says, not of yourselves, lest any man should boast. Now, the reason why Paul wrote this is because... The mindset of the people that they, of that day is that they had to do things to make themselves right. So in other words, they were going about trying to create their own righteousness instead of receiving the righteousness from God. So in other words, they prayed 10 times a day or they went to the temple uh, three, three times a day or they gave, you know, uh, all the time. So they did these things in an effort to make themselves right in the eyes of God. And Paul says, forget about that. This salvation through grace is a gift, not of yourselves, lest any man should boast. Because if it was based upon what you do, we'd have somebody standing up talking about how much they did. But no, we don't talk about how much we did, how much we did to get what God, what God uh, gave us. No, we talk about how much Jesus did because we receive it all through him. And if he be lifted up, he'll draw all men unto himself. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So he says, we're saved by grace through faith, not of ourselves, lest anyone should boast. All right. Listen to this in the uh, message translation. It says, uh, all we do is trust him enough. Let him do it. It is God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we neither make ourselves, make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. Ha, ah, glory to God. He does both the making and the what? Saving. So now, we're saved by grace. Through faith, it's a gift from God. Say it with me this morning, it's a gift from God. 
All right, now, now, we're talking about sin now, so let's go a little further. Go to Romans chapter number 6 now. Go to Romans chapter number 6. So what about this sin thing? If I can't lose my righteousness through sin, what about sin? I think it's an excellent question to, not, to ask. Okay. Romans 6.1. Let me know when you're there. Okay, great. It says, what shall we say then? Here we go. Shall we continue in sin that grace may what? Abound. What were we saved by class? Grace. So Paul's saying, asking the question, Paul says now, or question is being asked, now that I understand this grace piece, should I continue in sin so I can keep receiving grace? Or is grace for is grace used to cover my sin? That's basically the question that he was asking. But look at verse number two, first part. It says, God what? Forbid. In other words, in other words, absolutely not. So the question is, should I continue to sin so this grace can keep covering my sin? The Bible says, no, 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 and again, no. So you're not saved by grace and become the righteousness of God so that you can keep on sinning. And just trust that that grace will continue to cover your sin. All right. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you what, what you what you say for or what this grace is for. OK, now go now to Romans chapter number eight. Go to Romans chapter eight and I'm going to make one statement and then we'll we'll look at this. OK, Romans eight. Look at this here. Listen to this. Y'all ready? Okay. We are not to use the grace of God to sin. Listen very carefully. But rather understand that grace has freed us from sin. Let me say that again. I said we are not to use grace to sin. But to understand that this grace has freed us from sin. Okay, I got to say it again because y'all not getting it. Y'all not getting it. Because, see, too many people are looking for excuses. See, people want to do some things. Because the Bible says, the Bible says very clearly in Hebrews chapter number 11 that Moses chose to give up all that Egypt offered to go back to get, get his people. And he said he was willing to leave all those riches and the pleasures of sin for a season. So the scripture is telling us that sin is pleasurable. Thank you for about seven honest people in here today. About seven. Yeah, amen, amen, yeah, amen. Why in the world would you keep doing it if it wasn't pleasurable? If it was not pleasurable, you wouldn't keep doing it. I mean, any, any person in the right mind is smart enough to know if it's, if it's not pleasurable, I ain't doing this no more. Right. Right. Amen. You, ain't, you, don't need, you don't even need Holy Ghost for that, man. No. <laughs> this is not pleasurable. Let me stop doing it. 
That's why some of us can't last a long time in our exercise routine. Because sometimes exercising is not what? Hello. Your muscles start aching and hurting. You start sweating and carrying on. And you start getting cramps and carrying on. And be like, Lord, no. I ain't going back in that gym. And then you buy a membership. You, pay, you, you, you sign a contract for five years for a gym membership. And you go three times. And you don't go back. And they keep zapping your card every, every month. Zap, zap, zap. But why, do you, why don't you go back? Because exercising is not pleasurable. You'd rather sit down and eat something. <laughs> uh, see, y'all ain't. See, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to stay on the surface. But see, y'all going to make me go a little further. So you deem eating more pleasurable than working out. So you stop working out because it's not what? Pleasurable, but you keep Because it's what? Pleasurable. Same thing with sin. You keep sinning because you sin it's pleasurable. You like, you like the way, you know, a few drinks make you feel? Kind of lighten the load. Take the pressure off. Allow you to relax. That's all alcohol is, is depressing. It's designed to chemically change your mood. That's all it is. Back in the West, out in the West, it's called spirits. We call it the ABC store. <laughs> Y'all hear what I'm saying? No, when we was in Oklahoma, the, 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 the liquor store was called wine and spirits. And I said, wow, that makes it plain, doesn't it? <laughs> wine and spirits. You're going to get some spirits up in that wine. <laughs> but you like the way you like you like the way it make you feel. So you keep what? Doing it. The Bible says your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. yeah. You keep. Uh, you keep having sex with that person you're not married to because it's pleasurable. Oh, y'all ain't going with me on that one, okay. And it went too deep for some of y'all. Just stick with Eden, Pastor. Stick with Eden. Stick with Eden. Stick with Eden, Pastor. Stick with Eden. That's why you keep, that's why you keep doing it. You keep doing it because it's what? Pleasurable. Thank you for that amen back there. <laughs> Appreciate that. Glory to God. Got one with me, man. Got one with me. I'll say this statement one more time. We are not to use the grace of God to sin, but rather understand that grace has freed us from sin. Got that? All right, let's, let's go to Romans 8 now. Let's go to Romans 8. Let's take, take a look at this. Verse number 1, Romans 8, 1. You there? There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in what? Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Verse 2 is the key verse I want to look at. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus 
has made me free. Shout free. Free, free from the law of what? Sin and death. Shout, I've been made free. Say it like it means I've been made free. The Bible says the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of what? Sin and death. So before you were born again, there was a law of sin and death working in your life that made you do some things that, 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 that was called sin. And you couldn't break away from it because you were still under the law of sin and death. But when you got born again, received this grace, you now receive the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and you've been made free from the law of sin and death. In other words, the chains of sin, the chains of death has been broken off your life. And you cannot be handcuffed anymore because of the grace of God. And I don't know anyone who, under, who would understand this, be made free from something, and then go back and voluntarily participate in it. It's like you are incarcerated, and they say, you're free to go. But you walk outside and be like, I won't go back in. Go back in, go back in the cell, shut the door, lock it yourself, and throw the guard the key. Say, I'm going to stay right here. No, if you get set free, you run as far away as you can from that which has you bound. So why in the world do we get freed from sin and then voluntarily get back in sin? I'm doing my best. No, that's a good question. It doesn't make sense. The Bible says in Proverbs, and, don't, and I'm not trying to be insensitive, I'm not trying to be grotesque, but the Bible says in Proverbs that a dog will go back or return back to his own vomit. So the Bible says a dog will eat something that would upset his stomach, let it go, I was looking for the right word, let it go, and then go back and eat it again. Are we not better than animals? We're bound by sin, get freed from sin, and go back to sin. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. And so there's a, there's a challenge when you hear words like this, that you can't you lose your righteousness. People think it's a banner for me to do what I want to do because I can't lose my righteousness. You might not lose your righteousness, but there's some other things you do lose. And we're going to talk about those right now. Let's talk about three dangers of sin. Three dangers of sin. And you know, sin is not very a popular message in churches these days. When last time you heard a message on sin? It's been a long time for some of us. But we got to deal with it because there's a lot of it in the church. Come on. How come y'all ain't responding like Y'all were when I said y'all were free from sin. Come on, talk to me. <laughs> Say something to me. Something to Oh, me, oh, my. Wow. Amen. Hallelujah. Hurry up something. Say something. No, we don't, hear, we don't hear a lot about it. But let's look at Let's talk about three dangers, three dangers of sin. Why is sin so dangerous? Why is sin so dangerous? Number one, first reason why sin is so dangerous is because it causes death. It causes death. I said it, death. 
Romans 6.23. Go there, Romans 6.23. Let's look at this. Romans 6.23. Let me know when you get there. All right. It says, for the wages. What does wages mean? Payment. Compensation. For the wages of what? Sin is what? Is what? Death. But the gift of God is eternal life or the God kind of life through Jesus, our Christ, our Lord. So the Bible says the wages, the payment, the compensation for sin. So it says here, so what it's telling us is that if you participate in sin, then you will receive a compensation from those actions, and the compensation will end up resulting in death. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to die physically, okay? It may mean that, but in most cases it does not mean that, it means that something in your life must die. Okay? All right? For example, you're married. You're married. And then you go out and sin the sin of adultery. In a, many cases, that marriage relationship will die as a result of your sin. The people still live, but the relationship dies. Come on. Come on. Okay, you're a single person. You now are involved with another single person, and you are uh, sexually uh, involved, intimate, fornicating. Okay, y'all not going to die, but yet there's something on the inside of you that dies. Because every person you give yourself to, you give a piece of yourself to them. Ah, y'all say, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So now I lose sight of my destiny because I'm giving parts of me to multiple people. So I don't know which way I should go. So now my destiny path has come to an end or died because I don't know which way to go. Because a piece of him he got. A piece of him he got, a piece of him she got, a piece of me, you know, piece of the person they got. So they're all over the place. And you don't know which way to go. You're like, what, 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 what? I just need somebody. And now you become needy and now your standards lower. And you take anything that got two front teeth. I don't care if they're working or not working. Take a bath, but don't take a bath. If I could just see two teeth in the front, you're the one for me. Summer. Because you're in deficit, because you didn't let you didn't you didn't release yourself all over the place. Woo, tell your neighbor, say he preaching good. You are very quiet right now, though. You are very quiet. You know, you know, sometimes in church when you get quiet, you give yourself away. So. Y'all better make some noise or something. You're like, ah! He ain't talking about me. Woo! Woo! Yeah, become needy. Got to have somebody. Call a soul tie. So you join physically, but you join more so by the soul. 
I was talking to one, one, one young gentleman. I said, look. Because he was like, I ain't, I ain't thinking about no marriage. I said, you had sex with that girl? Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, you might not think, be, not, not think about marriage. But she is. Because most ladies that go that far with you, oh, you're going you gonna, to you gonna put something on this ring. You're going you to put something on this thing. Because that's the investment. They're investing in that end result. And ladies, y'all better get hip to this. Because that brother, he ain't thinking about, think about none of that. You, 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 you laying in the bed afterwards thinking about your wedding and... What colors it's going to be, and what kind of flowers you're going to have, and who's going to do the wedding. you in this blissful state. That dude over there thinking about, how can I get up out of this bed? Because I got to make some calls. I'm just trying to help you. I was asked from the audience to help them pass out. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to tell you how it, for reality, truth. Praise God. So if you lie, what dies is trust. Now people can't trust you because you are not honest with them. So where that relationship could be going, it can't because of a lack of trust. Because trust died when you, when you participate in the sin of lying. You see? So the payment, the wage, is death. Something dies. Something dies. And we come in and we thank God for life. And we thank God for uh, the Zoe life, eternal life, and life more abundantly. And, and we, when we praise God for all these things, and then we go voluntarily participate in sin, and we kill things all around us. And you, and you work against your praise. You work against your expectation. You work against your faith. You think, God, I, I thank you that he's going to give me the abundant life. No, you can't get the abundant life if you're always killing stuff. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's just like, it's like night and day. You come in a corporate face setting and you're like, oh, thank God for an abundant life. But then you go and make choices to bind yourself to sin and something has to die. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And now you wonder why it takes so long to get manifestation. And the reason is because you might have to have funerals along the way. This dies and that dies and that dies and that dies and that dies. And you always had a funeral because of what you've been doing. And if you go to too many or enough funerals, all you begin to think about is death. When God says, I've come to give you life. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So the danger number one of sin is death. All right? 
Danger number two. Danger number two. Can y'all handle another one? Or shall we close and come back again? Let me go work on this one, Pastor. Let me chew on this one for a week, man. Let me chew on this a week, and I might be able to pull up to the table again next week. But do you understand what I'm saying? Because, see, you don't have to sin. If you've been made free from it, you don't have to do it. Well, Pastor, it's just something in me. It's just something in me that make me do what I do, and I can't help myself. Yes, you can. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You can, you can help yourself. If you have Jesus and Holy Spirit on the inside of you, you have enough power in you to overcome anything that comes your way. You just want to keep using that crutch. Uh, yeah, you just know how it is. You don't have to sin. You've been made free from it. Y'all getting this? Ah, praise break. Come on, lift your hand. Glory to God. Come on, come on. Just let, allow it in your spirit. Just allow it in your spirit. Allow it in your spirit. Now keep your spirit open, man. Hunt your neighbors and keep your spirit open. This is designed to liberate you, break you free from the prison of sin and death. Praise the Lord. I pray that you enjoy today's lesson on kingdom realities, finding out who you are in Christ. I believe the enemy has done a good job deceiving God's people and preventing them to see their true identity in Christ. Through this lesson, I'm endeavoring to show you from the word of God who you are in Christ. You have authority. You have dominion. You are a child of the living God. And it's, in time, it's time for us to embrace that identity and walk it out as the word says so. Now, I was not able to put the entire lesson on today's broadcast because of time restraints. But you can get this six CD set or the six DVD set for your own faith library. The price is at the bottom of your screen. Call now, write us now, go onto our website and get this series in your faith library because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, before I let you go, I do want to encourage you to consider partnering with us as a Life of Faith partner. It means a lot to me for you to support this broadcast because it will let me know that you are receiving from it and also will enable us to reach others just like you through this television outreach. So the announcer is going to come behind me in just a moment or so to give you more information about the Life of Faith Partnership. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you to link up and connect with me to help take this gospel all around the world through television and missions. Until next time, continue to live the life of faith. God bless you.
You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. Join with us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.